With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst, joining us on the program. He's in Miami for the Eagles and the Dolphins. That'll be tomorrow night. Um, All right, help me understand this. When you first see the video of Aaron Donald, what do you think? Actually, Dan, it just brings back memories for me. Um, I actually, my second year in the NFL, I don't know if I ever told you this before, but I got in a fight with LeVar Arrington, and I thought I was getting the better of the fight. I was hitting him in the helmet really hard, and I thought I kind of had him in a headlock. Next thing I know, LeVar got my helmet off, and he swung it at me as hard as he could, and I didn't have a helmet on. And that could have been real, real bad. Uh, thankfully, he missed. But what's crazy, Dan, just to let people know the culture a little bit, the guys came over to break up the fight. So they're all like pinning our arms down. You know, my arms are pinned. Lavar's arms are pinned. Somehow he gets his right arm out and gives me a right hook to the side of my head. Blood just comes streaming out. I'm out for one play. My offensive line coach is mad at me because I lost the fight. I go back into practice. The whole rest of practice, I just have red blood coming down from my ear. I go in after practice. I'm 23 years old, Dan, and um, they put three stitches in the top of my ear because he split the top of my ear. Put three stitches in. They x-rayed my hand. My hand was so bruised from punching his helmet, they thought I might have broke my hand. And I'll never forget. I called my wife, Dan, who was my girlfriend at the time, on the way home from practice. And I said, how was your day? And she's like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. At lunch, Stacy said, blah, 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 whatever she said, right? And uh, she said, well, how was your day? I said, well, kind of a tough day. Uh, I almost died. I got stitches in my ear. And I almost broke my hand. But tell me more about what Stacy said at lunch. What led to the altercation with LeVar Arrington? Great question. Um, He didn't like the fact that they were putting him at defensive end a lot. And I had played poorly on a Monday night against the Eagles. And I knew I was on the hot seat. I knew I was on the bubble. I knew I could get cut at any moment. So I was practicing really hard. And, you know, the starters don't like when the scout team guys or the backups are, are going really hard. They don't like that. And I don't, I don't blame them. I didn't like it when I was a starter, but I have a lot of friends from high school and college. I didn't need LeVar Arrington as a friend. I needed to try to keep that job. So he kept saying to me, Tuck, I'm telling you, Tuck. And I was like, dude, do what you got to do. So literally before the play, Dan, he's on the end of the line of scrimmage. I knew we were going to get in a fight because I knew I had to block him. I knew he was going to be mad. And I grabbed him, and he just started swinging. And I think often when when the Aaron Donald thing happens, I think often like, what would have happened if he connected with that helmet? I mean, it would have changed both of our lives forever. Those things, especially at that point, 
are like 10 to 12 pound weapons. And with a guy that strong swinging it as violently as he did, it's one thing if you hit a guy in a helmet. It's even another thing if you swing a helmet at someone that has a helmet on. But if you swing a helmet at someone that doesn't have a helmet on, that's that's a very, very, very scary scenario. All right. The NFL has responded to us by saying that the Rams are responsible for overseeing conduct of their players at practice, including joint practices. What, if anything, will Sean McVay and the Rams do? He has to do something. And if he doesn't, the NFL should do something. They need to send a message somehow, some way that this is unacceptable. You you just can't be swinging helmets at guys. I thought you made a good point, Dan. Maybe not the best idea to have the two teams that just played in the Super Bowl and the Bengals players have been thinking about this every second of every day since they lost the Super Bowl. They got a chip on their shoulder. Like, what do you think is going to happen in that scenario? Uh, But I think it's a little bit of a cop-out by the NFL. That might be what the rule is, Dan. It's on video. It's on video, right? Like the Laura Arrington thing, nobody ever heard about it. That's on video with Aaron Donald. At a minimum, the Rams should fine Aaron Donald. I mean, they just gave him like $30 million a year. They can fine him some amount. Or, you know, maybe they'll do something, Dan, where they suspend him for next week of practice when they don't really need him to practice anyway. He doesn't feel like practicing. It'll probably be something light, but they have to do something because I think they need to send a very strong message to kids at every level that it's not okay. You can't take helmets off and swing them. That's as scary as it gets on a football field. Yeah, but if if you're Miles Garrett, you got an indefinite suspension, turned out to be, I think, six games. So the difference between this is a joint practice. Well, okay, it's a regular season game. It's still the act of swinging a helmet. It's the same act. It's just one's in the a, a real game and one's in a joint practice. In fairness to the NFL, this might happen other times, Dan. We just don't see it, you know, because it's not when it's not a joint practice or it's not when the cameras are on for the news outlets. And obviously, if it's just the team, they're not going to let anybody know about it. So I understand the perspective of we can't be policing what happens in practice because we don't see what happens in every practice. But you know how this happens behind the scenes, Dan. The NFL is going to say something to the Rams like, you got to do something to him. You have to do something to him. I don't think it'll be – he's not going to miss a, a, an actual regular season game, but maybe some type of one-week suspension from practice and a $500,000 fine. They need to do something. Otherwise, we'll keep talking about it. People will keep saying, boy, that's a bad look for the Rams. So they'll do something, I think, just to kind of get everybody off their back. Yeah, just wondering about this, that we always talk about the optics here. It looks bad. But you're Aaron Donald. What would lead Aaron Donald to get to that point? If this is in Dominican Sue, then I might go, okay, he's got a history of this. Like, I just went, this Aaron Donald, how do you get in a situation like this that you let the Bengals get to you? Well, Aaron Donald has more of a history of this than people realize. If you look at, you know, what's happened in some games he's been in and in practice, he's not, he's not to Sue's level, but Aaron Donald does not mess around. Uh, And what happens is, Dan, is, and this is one of the issues with the joint practice or just even practice in general, I, and a lot of guys are like me, I was always going to push the envelope of what was allowed or not, right? Like, I would rather have the coaches yell at me, Tucker, calm down, Tucker, don't do that, don't be so rough or don't be so rather than having to say, Tucker, play harder. If the coaches are telling you to relax or calm down, that's a good thing. So I can tell you right now what happened. There's interior linemen for the Bengals trying to make sure the Rams know things have changed. We got Ted Karras in here. We got Alex Kappa in here. You know, we've got some new linemen, Lyle Collins, and I think they probably did something that Donald thought went over the line, whether it was dirty, whether it was late. Donald wasn't happy about it, and he lost his cool because he's thinking, this is my livelihood, and these guys are trying to beat the you-know-what out of me in a practice. It, it happens. Not the, the swing of the helmets doesn't happen a lot, but that level of frustration happens a lot. Talking to Ross Tucker, CBS, Westwood One color analyst, former NFL player and host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. He is uh, in Miami. He's got the Eagles and the Dolphins. That's tomorrow night. Are the Dolphins going to be healthy enough to field a team? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I got down here yesterday. I flew down yesterday, Dan. I go to the joint practice, 
and there's no Dolphins. So I think I went to the first ever Eagles-only practice at the Miami Dolphins facility in NFL history, I'm guessing. By the way, can I just ask you something? How do people live down here? Dan, I will never complain about the heat or humidity in Pennsylvania ever again the rest of my life. Do you see what I'm holding right here in my hand? Okay, this is one of my daughter's baby cloths. It looks like it's little koala bears. I wouldn't survive without this thing. Just a little piece of cloth because otherwise my whole face is drenched. It is so hot down here. I can't believe people live down here. Sorry for the heat diatribe. Boy, let's hope the Dolphins can play. But Here's would the you rather play in 90 or minus five? Minus five. Minus five, you can put layers on. And here's the thing. When it's minus five, as cold as that is, when you're playing against like a really good player, you're more concerned about him than you are how cold it is. When it's this hot, I mean, it's just miserable. You feel like you're dragging, you know what. But the thing is, Dan, for a lot of these guys, and I heard, I saw Mike McDaniel, the new Dolphins coach, said this last night. For a lot of these guys, tomorrow night's game, it's the most important game of their life. People don't realize that there's there's I don't know, five to ten guys that are on the edge either of roster practice squad or practice squad and going back to Podunk, Mississippi and never playing football again. Even practice squad this year, Dan, is eleven thousand five hundred dollars a week and you're still in it. You know, you're twenty two, you're twenty three. This is you put everything in your whole life into it. You have 32 snaps tomorrow night or tonight for the other games to decide whether or not they say, yeah, let's keep this kid for 11,500 a week or nope, he's not good enough. And he goes back to his hometown where he's probably the best athlete that's ever come from there. And all of his buddies and his friends and family are like, well, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's you, you want to talk about pressure. There's a lot of pressure on young men tonight and tomorrow night. What's it like to get cut? Uh, really, really tough. Uh, and it happened to me four times. So you're talking to kind of an expert on, on uh, getting cut. Um, each one was different. But what's really unique, gosh, I'm going to like, my eyes are going to fill up here. Uh, you know, especially if you're from like a small town like me, it's not just about you. You know, it's like you feel like not only did you let yourself down, but you let all the people that live vicariously through you down. And it makes it really hard, really hard. Because the other thing, too, is for a lot of these guys, you know how there's always those guys, Dan, that are like, I'm so much more than just a football player. Football is what I do, but it's not who I am. I was never like that. I am a football player. I'm a football meathead. I'm an Ivy League football Vanderbeek meathead or whatever they call me okay i like that people said there's ross tucker the football player i liked that that was my identity so when i was cut and i knew i was really done that 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 took a lot out of me i you know i just went crazy then i i went from 310 to 248 in like four months because i had so much anxiety mental issues i, I just poured myself into losing weight because I was no longer the football player. I was no longer, you know, if I go somewhere, hey, there's Ross Tucker, the football player, and I felt like I had lost my identity. And for a lot of these guys, that's what they lose. It's what they've been doing since they were little. It's what everyone's always known as. And then this isn't golf. This isn't tennis. This isn't basketball. You can't ever play it again. Once it's over, it's over. It's a light switch, and the light never comes back on. And you bring up a great point. It's your identity. It's been your identity for 15, 20 years. Small town. Oh, man, he's really good. Oh, he's going to play next level. Oh, he's going to play in the NFL. And then when you get cut and you come back home, and then you have to answer to those people saying, what happened? I almost wish when I went back that I had a T-shirt that said, you know, thanks, not sure yet. I'll let you know. You know what I mean? Because everybody's like, and honestly, it's so weird, Dan, because every time you go back to your hometown, people are always like, hey, Ross, what's up, man? I saw you on TV. Hey, Ross, how you doing? But after you get cut, they don't know how to act, Dan. They don't know what to say. You know, what do you say to the guy that you've always been like, hey, Ross, it's awesome. But then he just got fired and like, you don't know. It's like a series of awkward interactions. But do you cry right away when you get cut? 
Is it okay to cry when you get cut? Uh, I think it is okay to, to cry when you get cut. Um, I'm trying to think. The, the, thir- the first time I got cut, I was upset just because it was the first time. The second time it was Parcells, and I was just shocked. The third time it was the Bills, and I called my best friend, and I cried because I had just gotten married, and my wife had left her job on Wall Street in New York to move with me in Buffalo. So here I am. I just got married in May. It's August. And now uh, me getting cut was not only affecting my life. It was affecting, you know, my favorite person, my wife's life. And I call my best friend and I, I really, that one really hurt because I, I felt like me getting hurt or whatever um, was ruining somebody else's life or was adversely affecting the life of someone that I love. It's a lot, man. It's heavy. God, Dan, I didn't know you were going to ask me all this stuff, man. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you as always. Always. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And have fun in Miami. Don't go outside. Just stay inside. I have to go to the walkthrough. I got to go to the Eagles walkthrough right now, but I got my koala bear piece of cloth. I'll be good. Is there pollen in the air? Your eyes are all red. No, it's just the sun. Is that what it is? <laughs> You're not going to cry, are you? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Why don't yeah, you go yeah, hit good. somebody? Why don't you go hit LeVar Arrington? That's the, I would love to. That's the beauty of football <laughs> is if you're frustrated or okay, upset, you if just you take saw, it out on somebody. If you saw LeVar Arrington, would you say anything? Oh, I've About seen him the since then. But okay. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen. No, I, I've told this story before, like on, on my show and stuff. He knows I talk about it. And he's always like, talk. Because because it's not a good look for him, but it's okay. We're we're actually friends. It's okay. fine. Right. Honestly, now it's just a good story. But is there somebody if you saw them, you'd want to hit them? Um. Yeah, but it's to- It's not a football guy. It's uh. It's Ross from Friends because what he did to the name David Schwimmer, the actor, just being <laughs> such a dweeb. Just he ruined. I mean, I was in high school, Dan, when Friends was popular, oh, no. and he was like, ah, "Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, why don't you like me?" He's the only actor that, like, I legitimately want to punch the guy in the face. I know it's not really him, but just because of what he did to the the esteemed name that is Ross, I kind of want to punch him in the face. Yeah, but he, sorry, David, but he got Jennifer Aniston. Not really. Wait, at the, did he get her at the end? I don't not, remember. Well, he could have. I think that they actually had a mutual attraction for each other. He just seemed like such a sniveling, uh, Rachel, why don't you like me? It's like, dude, that's why she doesn't like you. Because you're Hi. a sniveling, you're a sniveling dweeb nerd, okay? You're answering your own question. All right, do, Ross you, on friends. If you run into him, don't hit him. All right. I won't, but I might have words with him at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. See you guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter. Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. He's Nick Wright. First things first, co-host. Just back from Italy there. Were you recognized in Italy? Six times. Not that I was counting. Oh, okay. Six times. Okay. Including from a great service member who lives over there. Hmm. A guy who was in from Paris in Italy came over and said he watches from Paris. Yeah, Dan. I mean, you know, the show's international. The podcast is growing as well. You never promote that. You just promote the TV show because you don't want more audio competitors. But you can also get the podcast, What's Right Show, me and my son. Uh, but it's good to see you. Your guy, Paul Paps, sent me a very nice note giving me a restaurant recommendation yeah. when he saw I was in Italy. So shout out to Paulie. I was unable to reply because I didn't have connectivity when it happened. But thank you, Paulie. Sure. It's very kind of him. Yeah. And thank you to you because I paid for the trip by selling that watch. Did you? Oh, sweet. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. Of course, I'd never do that to you, Dan. I had. A, do you want to know something funny? Uh, the day before Todd texted me and asked me to come on, I had had a dream that I was hosting this show and that lunatic, uh, caller, the guy who lives in Texas and hates Mike McCarthy, Shay, Shay and Irving. Yeah. That guy that I, I hosted the show and I got there and I was all excited. I was like, man, I'm hosting for Dan Patrick. And then Shay and Irving was in studio and he's like, I'm hosting with you. I'm like, you're hosting with me. They're like, yeah, I had that dream. And then Todd asked me to come on the next day. True story. Uh, I would promote the podcast if you gave us the information to promote the podcast, because when guests come on, they send Todd information. Hey, would you promote this or listen, I'm doing this? We've I'm not. Listen, I'm not in the business throwing Todd under the bus. I did that once. It cost oh. him a meet Friday. This is a meet Friday. I, when the podcast first launched, okay. I gave him that information. Now, I not, have not given it to him every time, okay. uh, but it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I will promote it myself. What's right, Joe? With a new studio starting next week from my wife's boutique in Harlem. How about that? Built out a little podcast studio there. It's not quite the man cave. Instead, it's in a woman's boutique, but still pretty dope. Okay. That's a double promotion that I allowed yeah. you to have. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And shout out to your wife. All right. Thank you. Uh, Charles Barkley yeah. deemed Kevin Durant Mr. Miserable. Oh, that's interesting. Fair? 
he doesn't seem happy a lot. I don't know if miserable is the way I would put it. I Do you remember a couple years ago, Adam Silver said that he thinks one of the big issues the NBA has is that its superstars seem generally unhappy and that he was concerned about that. That mercurial, I don't know if he used that word, it's the word I would use. Uh, it, what is odd to me is that the two guys who I would think of that come to the immediate forefront of that are Katie and Kyrie, and then they came together. And I get, you know, I know the phrase misery loves company. I don't know if they're miserable, but I do think Kyrie doesn't necessarily like the attention that comes along with being a pro athlete and hasn't reconciled in his brain that it, the, with the attention is part and parcel with the money. KD, on the other hand, I think is a very unique case in that he operates, it would appear, and he hates when people psychoanalyze him, so I apologize, but I will do it anyway. Uh, he he wants to be judged purely on a nothing but how good of a basketball player are you metric. And he feels like, understandably, I'm an A triple plus student in that category, one of the greatest students ever. So why do I catch so much grief? And it's because in these shows and in not just on television and radio, but in barbershops everywhere with friends, whatever group chats, we talk about how you lead a team, what type of teammate you are. We we have those conversations and KD doesn't seem to think those are fair or like those, but that's just part of how people consume sports. I don't think it's asking too much for you to be more than just a great basketball player. I don't either. Um, I don't need you to be my GM. I don't need you to be my coach. Um, but it feels like he wants to be GM and coach, but then like he, he kind of picks and chooses uh, where you can question him. Uh, but it's really... I don't know. I got disappointed where he built this or was part of, you know, the architecture. And then yep. he wanted out when it got tough. But now he goes back because he has to go back because, you know, there's no trade market for him. It's a very odd situation that he, the kids would say, fumbled the bag the way he did on this. We are on a decade plus long streak. The last superstar to demand to be traded and not ultimately get his wish was the late great Kobe Bryant. That was in 2007. But it was almost 15 straight years of if a guy demands out, even a superstar, Ben Simmons, far from a superstar, he got his way. He had to wait a couple months, but he got his way. And KD kept like upping the ante up to and including demanding the coach and GM be fired and then didn't refute any of those reports. Then there was the report that he's contemplating retirement. He refuted that one, which I think was a strategic error because as it's why you, when you go to court, they tell you if you're going to plead the fifth, you got to plead the fifth on all of it. If you had pick and choose what you're going to answer, it can get you in trouble by refuting one report. Fair or not, it served as confirmation for many of the others. Well, you didn't refute the report that you demanded to be traded. You didn't refute the report you wanted the GM and head coach fired. And then what my favorite part of the end of the KD saga, which I don't think is ended. I think it's paused. I think if things go left in Brooklyn, this could come up again. And the trade market could heat up again because everyone loves their team in the offseason. But all these guys are like, I won't trade Brandon Ingram for Kevin Durant. Okay, what if the Pelicans get out slow? Maybe you will. Um, but what I found most delicious about the whole thing was the net statement that they released was on joint letterhead. Katie's boardroom logo was on there too. Like partnership. Got out of this. partnership. It's a partnership. That's what it's stood out. Unbelievable. Yes. It's that. unbelievable that they, and they, a partnership up to and including the letterhead. It was a net, the boardroom joint statement. I just, I, I hate to bring things back to LeBron, but I will for a moment. I, one of the things that has been either good fortune, good luck, or picking the right people that has helped LeBron immensely is the group of people around him are brilliant at their individual fields. People can talk trash on Rich Paul for how he got started. The results are undeniable. He is an effective, excellent agent. Maverick, absent of LeBron, would have tens of millions of dollars and massive success. He's a brilliant guy. Those guys being his brain trust, as opposed to with respect, Rich Kleiman, 
who I think is a fine guy, but I don't think necessarily has the experience those guys do. I think he maybe has gotten some bad advice along the way. And what do you do if you're Steve Nash? You know Kyrie and KD don't want you there, but management has backed you. Ownership has backed you. Are you, you probably know Steve a little bit, would be my guess. Uh, Were you, the people who know him, I don't know him, seemed to think there was a chance he was going to just resign. To say, I don't, I don't need this. I don't want this. This is not fun. He's rich forever anyway. He loves playing tennis, could have great life. I don't know, because what is the iconic Steve Nash image of these two plus years in Brooklyn? It's after game five against Milwaukee, what I believe is Durant's greatest game ever when he played all 48, had 48, 19, and 10. After Kyrie went down hard and you know, was playing on one leg. Katie wills him to a victory, a game I was at actually, and Nash is bear-hugging him at half court after the game. Just a full-on embrace. And it's kind of a funny image because Katie's so much taller than him, and Nash looks so appreciative. The one thing Nash had going was the relationship. And now that seems torched. Now, the only saving grace is if KD went to him beforehand and said, listen, man, you know I don't want to be here. I'm not blaming you. But the only card I have left to play is I'm going to demand they fire you. I know they won't. Now I'm going to get traded. It's not personal. It's, you know, business. Hmm. But even if he went to him with that, it's still humiliating. Yes. It's still something that you're yeah. not, you, you don't want to swallow. And now he's got to, now he's got to do it. It's not like Steve Nash can go to the press and say, hey, Katie, he he loves me. This was just a negotiating ploy, and, uh, you know, we're fine. Yeah, Everything, exactly. Everything's I mean, good. It's, it's a tough spot. It's uh, a really tough spot. We're talking to Nick Wright, First Things First co-host on Fox Sports 1, and got a huge podcast there. Uh, he's going to be at a boutique in Harlem, his wife's yeah. uh, boutique in Harlem. There you go. A Dan. meet That's and greet. A, a meet and greet. We're going to do that eventually. Yeah. Yep. Not yet. We don't yet have the infrastructure for it, but we will eventually. I might stop. Um, Maybe I'll stop down. I would love you to. Okay. It'd be wonderful. I. It's my turn to buy a meal. Maybe. So since it's my turn, there's a good hot dog stand right down the street. I like a little right. street meat. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I'll get off a few of things I wanted. One hundred twenty-five. One hundred. on yep. the train. I just get off there and I just walk over. It's exactly right. You'll be blocks away. Okay. That is correct. Uh, Did you have something you wanted to bring up there? Well, there was one sports thing and then one personal thing. I don't know if we have time for both. The sports thing is, there were those of us that doubted Chet Holmgren's ability as the skinniest player since Keith Kloss, the NBA has seen, to hold up. Okay. And we raised those concerns. Even those of us didn't think it would take literally one possession of guarding LeBron James for him to miss a season. I So here's my question for you on Chet. <laughs> what, if you were the Thunder, would be less concerning if he's never cared about gaining weight, never been in a weight room, never prioritized it, or if, as his coaches and family say, he tries to gain weight, He works out all the time. He's a weight room guy, and he looks like that. Because to me, it'd be less concerning if it was apathy. It appears it's inability. His body won't take it, and that makes me incredibly concerned. In today's NBA, skinny doesn't bother me. What about skinniest? Skinniest. But still, it's in today's NBA. If it was, you know, a, a previous generation or, you know, 15 Back years ago. Back when men were men? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, 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 when scores were, you know, in the 80s, you know, like that great basketball was on display. Nothing like a Cavs-Knicks game. with No, nothing mm-hmm. like it, man. Knicks heat back when, you know, our friend JVG was holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg <laughs> like a rag doll at the end of a 71-68 nail fighter. Oh, pain, All right, painful. Oh, what's I've the got other the personal, okay. okay, personal story. Okay. Because Dan Orlovsky came on your show yes. and told an anecdote about how his entire empire was built on fraud. Yes. I think that's the short version. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And in spirit of that, I'm going to tell a story publicly that I've never told. The most embarrassing moment of my athletic life, because okay. I think you will enjoy it out of a testament to our friendship and how much I appreciate this. And show. the fact that I didn't know you had an athletic life 
That okay. to me is the headline. Okay. That's the headline. Okay. Okay. You guys saw me change that tire with my shirt off. There was no, there was no question about that. Once upon a time, I was an athlete. So in high school, I played two sports: basketball and track. Loved basketball. Was mediocre at it. Didn't love track that much, but was good at it. State final of the four by eight hundred relay. I'm the anchor leg on that team is Quentin Lucas, who's now the mayor of Kansas City, the mayor of my hometown. I get the baton. We're in about third place. I run the first lap. We're still in third. I'm about a quarter of the way through the second lap, and I'm passed. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to fall off the little podium. Then I'm passed again. And I'm like, now we're in fifth. And I, and it's like, I'm running out of gas. <laughs> And Dan, I faked a hamstring injury. I started. <laughs> I ran the last. I ran the last 150 meters, <laughs> holding on to my left hamstring. So I had a built-in excuse for costing my team a medal. That happened. Oh, I feel such relief getting that off my chest. Did you have a um, family member come out of the stands to help you, just like no, the kid in the Olympics? No, I I limped. And I got there, but the thing was, I didn't. I thought the medal stand was just top three. The medal stand for the state final is top eight. You get a ribbon or something. And I would have easily still finished top eight, but I faked the injury, and so we finished second to last. Paulie, uh, call the mayor of Kansas City to get a comment on this. We already have an email in. Yeah. Oh, God. The other two people on the relay team was my dear friend, Quentin, who's now the mayor, my best friend in high school, Jason Backstrom, and my girlfriend's brother, uh, Eric Blatt. I let them all down. I let them all down, Dan. Oh. Do they Are they finding out about this now? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the, uh, the Olympian whose dad came out of the stands? Oh, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. Yeah, I, I can see it. I don't know who it was. That would have yeah, been that, that would have been great if you, a family member came out to help you cross the finish line. Faked a hamstring injury and then didn't know how long I had to keep up the lie. Like when I go back to school the next week, do I have to like? Yes, have a you still got a limp. <laughs> yes, Polly. That was a '92 Olympics in Barcelona. Derek Redmond tore his hammy in the yeah. 400 meters. His dad came out and helped him across the finish line. Yeah, get him on. See if he did the same thing. He's calling you a phony, fraud. The fake, yeah. So that uh, happened. Okay, final thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. KD, Ben, Kyrie, LeBron, AD, Russ. Which trio plays more games together this year? Oh, KD, Ben, Kyrie, because LeBron, AD, Russ will play zero. That trades happen. So Russ that trades happen. Russ is going where? I don't know where he ends up. I do think that everything swirling around the Pacers is is accurate. I think the Lakers are going to end up with Buddy Heald and maybe Miles Turner. Russ maybe ends up there, or it's a three-teamer, and he ends up in Utah or San Antonio. I would love to get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. If I'm, I'd lo- if I'm the 100%. Lakers, like, okay, I like this. Yep. I like this a lot. I don't, I don't like Patrick Beverly, but... That's either here nor there. Yeah. It happens. I think they did that as like a little final salvo to Russ. Like, how about we sw- <laughs> we trade for your sworn enemy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then see if you still want to be here, buddy. How about that? Wait, you still want to be here? Duh. Uh, <laughs> what can we do we to get rid of Russ? How about we bring in Patrick Beverly? Well, he can't play anymore. Bring him in. <laughs> yeah, bring him Make in. Make Russ Who go cares? pick him up at the airport. Can you imagine the disgust in Russ's face? If at some point in a tight game he were to get subbed out I know, for Patrick, Patrick Beverly, Beverly. <laughs> they might, I don't. I don't think it's sustainable, Dan. I don't. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Nets, Nick right. right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. 
New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, all right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Vettestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be is uh, Gary Klein. He covers the Rams for the LA Times, joins us from Cincinnati, where the joint practice was yesterday. How would you describe what happened, Gary, between Aaron Donald and the Cincinnati Bengals? You know, Dan, uh, when these teams get together for joint practices, it always sounds like a great idea. And that first day, everyone's enthusiastic. It's great to be going against an opponent other than your teammate. But uh, when it gets to the second day, frustration sets in. And, you know, the Bengals talked about, at least Zach Taylor talked about, the Super Bowl was behind them. Uh, no hard feelings. But I got to believe, you know, after two days of having to go against Aaron Donald and, and the Rams going against the Bengals, tempers flare. And, uh, you know, Aaron Donald was in the middle of what was happening, but uh, he was not the only one. There was uh, punches thrown, people kicking, people shoving. Uh, it fortunately, at least as far as I know, no one was hurt. 
Uh, but there were helmets swinging, and uh, it was quite a scene that led to the end of practice. Any indication if the Rams will take any disciplinary action against Aaron Donald? No. I, I would be stunned if the Rams uh, okay. did any kind of disciplinary thing. Sean McVay talks about, you know, you need to protect teammates. You need to, you know, you need to stand up for yourself. Um, they are not going to find a player that they just gave a massive extension to that's a leader of their team. Hmm. Um, in some way, uh, you know, I'm sure McVeigh came away from that with a little bit of, I don't want to say pride, but I'm sure he walked away with my guys stood up for each other. And even though his attitude is nothing to see here, we've forgotten about it in 30 seconds. I'd be like I said, I'd be stunned if anything happened to Aaron Donald. I know the NFL has told us this morning it's up to the the teams. Does the NFL? Okay, what's the difference between Aaron Donald swinging helmets and Miles Garrett doing something on national TV during the regular season? Well, that, I think that's a valid argument, and and in today, you know, in today's media uh, atmosphere where things are on video and they're distributed all over the world. Uh, you could make that case. But that is the NFL's policy that what happened in practice uh, is under the purview of the teams. And that's why I'm saying I, if this was something the NFL was going to get involved in, I don't think there's any question there would be some kind of uh, some kind of fine or discipline. But because it's the teams involved, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. If you're going to handicap this Rams team this year, the reason why they'll repeat is what? And the reason why they won't is what? Well, I think the reason if they do repeat, which we all know is very, very, very difficult, this doesn't happen. Uh, they have upgraded in a couple positions. And I think the addition of Bobby Wagner on the defense gives them all pros at every level with Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey leading that defense. And then even though the Odell Beckham Jr. you know, is still a free agent, they traded uh, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, the addition of him uh, to go along with Cooper Cup, uh, I think makes them stronger in a lot of ways on offense. But Dan, for, from what I see, the most difficult thing, the reason they may not is just because it is such a long season. You have to be good. You have to be lucky. The breaks have to go your way. And also, I think your players have to be so motivated over that 17-game season and the playoffs to actually complete that run. I just think there's a reason why teams fatigue or people get injured, and it just doesn't work out. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting team. you got big personalities there. Then you have the Matt Stafford situation. At least it felt like it was front burner. Now, where do we stand with Stafford's elbow and health status going into the season long term? Well, I think in the short term, he's going to be fine. You know, uh, McVeigh, of course, caused a firestorm when he said it was abnormal, you know, for a quarterback and that he was feeling pain, more like a baseball injury. So Stafford has played. He's going into his 14th season. He's got things, you know, parts of his body that I'm sure ache all the time. And I think his right arm is 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 going to be a project through the season. They're going to have to manage it at this point. You know, over the last two days, he looks as good as ever. You know, he's firing passes all over the place, but they haven't started hitting him yet. He hasn't had his arm yanked by J.J. Watt or anyone else yet. So I think through it's something they're going to have to manage. Uh, the way they did it this offseason was to have him not throw. That seems to at least have put him in a position to be effective, you know, at the start of the season but I think it's an ongoing thing that he's going to have to manage the rest of his career. Yeah, Sean McVay made this more of a story, so he can't be, you guys are making you know, a big deal. No, you made a big deal. We would have said, oh, you know, maybe tenderness in his elbow. The Rams more likely to repeat or miss the playoffs, in your opinion? Oh, I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs. I, I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say they're going to repeat, but the NFC West... Uh, I think is not as strong as it was last year. You know, the, the Seahawks don't have a quarterback. Uh, the Cardinals situation is kind of interesting, and they haven't proven they can go the long haul. The 49ers will be good because they just they are t they'll be tough. But uh, I think the Rams will make the playoffs. But they got some breaks last season, not having to go to Green Bay. Uh, you know, a, a miracle great play against the Buccaneers and you know, coming back against the Bengals. So they did everything they had to do last year. But again, you got to go back to 2004 to find a team that was able to repeat. It's just not that easy in the NFL. 
Play nice there in Cincinnati, Gary, okay? <laughs> Will do, Dan. Thanks very much. Yeah, don't take on a Cincinnati reporter, you know. I just, you know, <laughs> neutral corners there. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 